Hi, this is Vanessa Sunshine. Hi, this is Alicia. Hi, I'm Georgia Love. I'm Osha Ginsberg. If you're listening to the sound of my voice, you are on the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. What do you do with an arts degree? I'm still not sure I know. I skipped three years worth of lectures just to binge watch awful shows. There must be some scholarship for accruing worthless knowledge. It's my only talent, honey. That and losing money. Let your excess hex debts rest and then just join us while we start on our bachelor. Bachelor. Signal. I was giving you the hand signal to do the hello. I thought you were just doing like a little, isn't it nice to be doing a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you ready? Oh, I'm dead ready. And by that, I mean alive ready. Hello. hello and welcome back to the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. And the wel- what? And welcome back. Sorry, and, oh. I missed the cue. <laughs> <laughs> the Bachelor Australia podcast that asked the question, can you even believe that dog boy dog the boys? <laughs> My name is Max Quinn. Joining me, as always, is the BOH pod's raconteur of roses, Xavier Rebetsky Noonan. Xavier, say hi. Hi, everyone. And making her glamorous return to the pod, my first choice at any rose ceremony, Danny Gay. Hi, everyone. Hi, Dan. I'm back on the podcast. How exciting for you. Yeah, it is very exciting. I'm um, buzzing. You're buzzing. Absolutely (laughs) buzzing. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder uh, why you're buzzing. Is it because of um, uh, how how you were brought up? (laughs) (laughs) Are you going to do all the bits you practiced this morning in bed Is it because (laughs) I'm dressed to impress? You're dressed to imp- you're dressed to impress. I just don't trust the geezer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're improving, aren't we? I think this is a real <laughs> upward trend for sure. Yeah. yeah. Just before we dive into the episode recaps for this week, Zave, is there any news from BOH Nation? Well, I'm glad you asked. Um, there's not a. I mean, I don't have a huge amount of like gossip breaking news or whatever mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. the world of The Bachelor. But in terms of us and our beautiful podcast, yes, um, we are proud to reveal that we have added another member to the Bachelor of Hearts family. Yes. We had a baby this week mm-hmm. and its Ooh. name, <laughs> you know, I was right? cheering. Oh, okay. I thought you, <laughs> okay, never mind. I didn't say who. I, <laughs> I said woo. I did think maybe an owl had come in. <laughs> yeah. I was saying woo earns. <laughs> last time i cheer on the podcast. No, please. We need more, honestly. Um, we have had a beautiful baby and its name is The Bachelor of Hearts Osh Posting. And mm. it's a wonderful little Facebook group that if you would like to be friends, if you came to make friends with us. Yes. <laughs> My voice is so high and trembling. You sound like Jamie. Oh, a little bit. Mm. Oh, uh, if you wanted to sound more like Jamie, this I've been working on this as my Jamie impression. Okay. If you would like to make friends with us, you he's like Shatner. This is what mm. I've come to. He's like um, uh, emotionally stunted Shatner, mm. where 
What's Shatner? William Shatner, the actor from Star Trek, Boston Legal, and a bunch of other uh, shows throughout the last 40 years. Over the Hedge. Over the Hedge he was in. He's uh, He's is got he any, one of those voices. In any Christmas movies? <sighs> I know this is your area of expertise, and it's not mine, uh, but I'm going to say no. I don't think Shatner's... Unless there's a Star Trek Christmas movie, in which case, yes. I okay. feel like there must be. That yeah. makes sense. That's why I haven't... <clears throat> heard of him yeah so basically Shatner's thing is that he talks like this and Jamie kind of does the same thing where he enunciates each word he's in Miss Congeniality Congeniality. (coughs) oh yeah no that guy's very familiar sorry William he's a legend he's in Osmosis Jones great career Sorry about that, William. <laughs> he could have more Christmas movies on his fresh mate. That's mm, all. That's, yeah, that's all we ask. Tis the season. <laughs> October. For some of us. This is actually, I think, our Halloween episode. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Okay. Well, there was some scary shit that went down this week, but if you did like us, come here to make friends. You can join the BOH, Bachelor of Hearts, OSH posting group on Facebook and... I think Let it's us know all about it. Yeah, it's like a little discussion group. We mm-hmm. talk about the episodes, try not to spoil things too much, but um yeah, you know, get to know the behind the scenes of the podcast, you know, find out how the wheels tick and how it all Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the uh the TikTok of the wheels. Yeah. I don't really know what we're doing on that. <laughs> Honestly. I actually didn't know about this. Should oh. I can I be involved in the group? Yes, of course. Please. We'd love that. Okay, what's it how do I find it on Facebook? Just type Bachelor of Hearts. It's linked to our Facebook page. Mm. So if you just type that in, you'll find it. Bachelor of Hearts Osh Posting is the name. And uh, just request to join and um, don't catfish us, please. Okay. Noted. Mm-hmm. I won't. Noted catfish Danielle Gay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why I was Air quotes, for Danielle it. Gay. <laughs> <laughs> believe that when I see it. Oh, here we go. Oh, I don't even like the Facebook group. Oh, well, Ooh. while you're there. <laughs> I'll give that a like and sure. Do I have to ask to join? Yeah, yeah you do And I'll think about it Should I set it up so that we have to ask Like they have to answer questions? No That'd be nice <laughs> I kind of like that idea What about They just have to say which host is their favourite No, I don't like that's not Or gonna go well you, they just me. have to answer Whether or not they trust the geezer <laughs> Do they trust the geezer? <laughs> 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 Alright, let's move on to recap The Bachelorette Season Five. Episode five. And we start with the boys gathered in the mansion. It's clearly about to be a group date. And Jamie takes this opportunity to complain about the very premise of a group date, Mm. stating that he'd much prefer a single date because that's where you can find out the most about a person. Like Jamie took an opportunity to complain? Yes, I know. Mm. It's, It's unfamiliar. And this is what he said. He was like... It, a single date, in fact, is where you can find out the most about a person, like mm. their address and home phone number. Oh dear. And tax file number. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> the group date card arrives. It's from Angie. Can you believe this? Whoa, 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 whoa. I know. From The Bachelorette? From The Bachelorette. That's a scoop for Almond. <laughs> <laughs> right there. Almond, just in case it didn't make the podcast. <laughs> no, um, yeah, just in case guys. we deleted that part. Because it didn't work very uh, well. I'll stop referencing it. <laughs> <laughs> if you follow the Facebook group and try to join the other Facebook group, yeah. then you, you'll find out who Almond is. Yeah, <laughs> that's an incentive. <laughs> that's good. Thank a little you. little bonus. Yeah. So the card from Angie says, I want a man who can stand and deliver. 
And Jamie says, could it be that we're delivering anniversary presents together? <laughs> like Santa Claus. <laughs> it was delivering. Is there an anniversary Santa? No. Is that actually, that's not a thing at no. all. No. Yeah. I wish it'd get me out of a few sticky situations for my (laughs) ex-wife. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, boy. 7.30 p.m. on anniversary eve. Hey, yeah, the gas station's closed. There is just general delivery people. Oh, yeah. Like Australia Post. Mm. Florists often have Actually, delivery trucks. <laughs> this is very funny. Um, uh, Evie and I ordered pizza last night. Right. And we asked them, um, you know, sometimes you ask them to write something on the box or whatever as a bit of a fun little mm-hmm. thing. Um, I've never done that before. Is that something that people do? I guess it's something I've done. I've seen it before. Yeah. It's like really? a low stakes kind of prank, I guess. Well, not even a prank. Sometimes you're just like, I wonder if they'll do it, you know? Yeah. Um, wow. We asked them to write happy anniversary chicken on... The box, and we said because it was our 10th wedding anniversary, <laughs> we a, a pizza beautiful. and a Pepsi Max. <laughs> and then it, it arrived, and it, 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 it came and it said, happy anniversary, and then in quotation marks, chicken, and then a sad face. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's it really something. Oh, I couldn't funny. tell if they were taking umbrage with the chicken part, or if it was yeah. just like, you got Domino's for your 10th wedding anniversary. <laughs> But the delivery person (laughs) said happy anniversary. And in the time it took for us to order it, I'd forgotten that. I was like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the special night. I was wearing pajamas, (laughs) answering the door. (laughs) Well, it should surprise nobody that Jamie isn't invited on this date. No. But the... Even though it's their anniversary. No, it's not. It's on other people's (laughs) anniversaries. (laughs) But the hubris monster himself reacts to this news by saying that he feels confident that this means that he will be getting a single date card later with Fringy. Mm. Danny. Fringy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Can you explain the fringe thing to us? I had been calling her ba- Bangji. Bangji? Yeah. Also good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Well, do you just want me to share my opinion on the fringe? Well, yeah. Tell us about because it's there sometimes and then it's not, and I don't understand what the deal is. Well, I mean, it, my insights are not that exciting. It was mostly that I feel like the fringe. I feel like things have been shot before or after she's gotten the fringe. Mm-hmm. Hmm. How long do you film for? Six weeks, eight weeks. If her hair grows really fast, your fringe could grow out in that time but like last week she had a fringe Mm. and this week she doesn't have Mm. a fringe and this is pretty clearly taking place after like you know yeah but is it well yeah because there are less men there you know what i mean yeah so it it raises the possibility of like would there be a clip-on fringe is that something that people could do no no really you can have a clip-on fringe yeah but you wouldn't really do that for something like TV. Right. Because it's like changing your look in like such an obvious way. Interesting. Whereas it's for me it would be more like a theatrical thing. Like you would use a clip in fringe for like a fashion show. Right. Mm. But I don't see why you would do it on TV because it quite clearly wouldn't then be there the next time. Right. Mm. As you can see it's created a lot of consternation and confusion even among this little triad. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So Confusion stands. <laughs> the prosecution rests about Angie's fringe. I think 
that the filming is jumping up and down or the filming has taken place like quite a significant time mm. in between. So you reckon she might have um, gone back and reshot some stuff maybe? Yeah, yeah. or she has really good vitamins. <laughs> we can't discount that possibility. Yeah, You can definitely clip in a fringe, but I don't see why you would. Mm. I The only thing I can think is that she's trying to like show off every side of her every like possibility or whatever like mm. much as the men are trying to prove it i mean she's not in a position where she really has to but maybe mm. even for a tv audience like she's just kind of having fun trying out some new vibes right new, some new looks whatever she probably doesn't get to work with like professional hair and makeup all the time i guess she kind of does though yeah with mm. goggle box mm. i don't know i don't have any understanding I of her fringe history like on goggle putting box. a clip in fringe and isn't like changing from like trousers to a skirt it's mm. like right mm. it's your hair so it's like really changing your look mm. quite significantly mm. in a way that like a lot of people would comment on mm. yeah and then it's mm. just disappeared we're confused and she was yeah. also during that episode when she had the fringe in she was also talking that very thick english accent <laughs> <So> <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like yeah. she was really changing up a lot of things yeah. about yeah. herself. Yeah, I would need to rewatch to see what kind of tasks she did with the clip on fringe. <laughs> to see, like, was she. She was headbanging? Yeah, like, yes. I want to see the movement. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You're right. Okay, so it is now group date time. Uh, and it's a stand up comedy date. Oh, dear. That's right. They are making gags and making me gag in the process. <laughs> oh, yeah, this was bad. I did think, like, because I, I used to live with a stand-up comedian who, like, ran an open mic room. Did you? Yeah, yeah, What yeah. was that like? Oh, I mean, he was a good friend. Um, still a wonderful dude who I like. Mm. Um, but it did change my life, <laughs> in a way, and it made it revolve around a lot of... Uh, jokes. Jokes and open mic comedians sort of trying out bits. Wow. And I would go to his room, you know, his stand-up room a lot and uh, absorb a lot of that... <laughs> Yep. Culture of uh, predominantly straight white dudes um, doing bits and uh, trying out stuff yep. <laughs> on me. Mm. And I thought, now that it's a few years past that, most of that had gone away. And yet, here we are. Here we are. Yeah. Uh, so, Harley Breen is the comedian host. And the boys will perform their own stand-up routines with the funniest bloke getting more time with Angie. Now, can I just ask... What is the deal with this group day? <laughs> do you have any more? Yeah. Uh, no. Oh, well, I'm I do. I'm going to do Let's go. a type five. Do your bit. Oh, I do don't you? have any. Oh, you don't have a bit. No. We can do more fringe chat if you want. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you reckon uh, this uh, comedy show is going to end up at the Fringe Festival? Hey. <laughs> Among the people who... Wait, 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 wait. I got a better one. Can I do a better version? Um, Yeah, so (laughs) all the boys got up and did their their stand-up sets, and I noticed Angie didn't. She must have been saving it for the Fringe Festival. Ah. Ah. Very funny. (laughs) I was good. (laughs) So among the people who fancy themselves the funniest in the group are Tim and Kieran, while Scott with one T from Ballina... And also a man named Adam are shitting their dacks. Oh, Max. Would be funny (laughs) if you got up on stage and did a big pooey. 
very rude. What? I mean, yeah, but that's the world of comedy, don't you think? Uh, yeah. You've got to do the unexpected yeah. to make people laugh. I'm just researching the fringe still. So <laughs> go on, go on. Harley Breen comedian host consults with all the boys. And Tim, who self-identifies as the funniest in the house, is feeling the pressure. Mm. Zave. Yeah. You often self-identify as the funniest on the podcast. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, do you empathise here? Uh, yeah, you know, I think uh, Tim is uh, one of the funniest on the show, and uh, but you know, looks on everything. <laughs> right. Uh, anyway, thanks, guys. Tip your uh, tip your podcast hosts and um, stick around. We got another great acts coming up. Ah, very good. Okay, so now it is time for the routines. Danny, it looks like you've made a discovery. Yeah, I'm on Helen Dowsley's Instagram, who okay. is the, um, the hair artist. Oh, you work so fast! Wow. <laughs> Sorry, I, mi- I think I missed a joke, but it looks like it is a clip-in fringe. Wow. How did you manage this so quick? This feels like something that we could have definitely accomplished before the show. Probably in the last week or so. I didn't listen to the last minute of what this was because I had to sacrifice that. Um, The reason I feel like it could be a clip-in fringe is because um, the hair artist has said, hashtag try something new, hashtag TV, hashtag hair, hashtag love. Interesting. So I'm just going through to have a look. Yep, looks like a faux fringe. Wow. Um, a faux fringe, more like a friend fringe, because I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Um, shout out to at Helen Dowsley. Thank for you, her Helen. Really incredible. Um hairstyling and mm. she's also followed by lily allen oh so my god whoa that's a tick of approval we all need that's noted true. fringe haver right yeah very true mm-hmm. oh is lily's the whole, clip in right that's throwing the whole world of fringes into disarray <laughs> wow and that's the last thing you want <laughs> bangs uh. what i'm pretty neat and tidy mm. um okay fascinating so d- there you go that's a scoop mm, big scoop thank you like ice cream. Like how <laughs> I like my ice cream. Um, uh, uh, I'll have a, a scoop of ice cream. Uh, uh, I don't hold the scoop. I don't know. What do you say when you want extra? Uh, hold the cone. Oh. <laughs> I know I will. <laughs> when I'm eating the ice cream. Oh, that boy. Is. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. It's a big night. Stick around. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> now it is time for the routines. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, you remember this? Yeah. 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 I mean, I honestly know. Uh, (laughs) I don't don't really remember a lot of it. Wow, it looks like Helen, the fringe artist, (laughs) (laughs) copped a bit of heat for the fringe. Really? Really? What have people said? Um, She's captioned the image, another cocktail party, look down, some mixed reactions, but I like the fringe. Wow. Wow. Helen, I like the fringe too. Yeah. Good job, Hel. Hmm. All right, it's probably time to move on from that. Maybe. So now it's routine time. Jacko is the first to test out his routine, and he has a good go. Alex makes a sex joke. Whoa, mm. yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. 
Can you I mean, that it? stuff is actually quite funny sometimes. Yeah. Because, like, <laughs> sex is a bit crazy when you think about it. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have ever thought uh, about it, but, like, what are we even what are we doing, doing in there, I you know? know? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> and then... Taking a turn. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of what are we doing in there, Tom bombs with a setup that is... So, welcome aboard the Bachelorette Airlines, which, where was that possibly going? <laughs> well, I think, isn't he an airline host? Yes. Of some description? He is, but where was that possibly going? Well, yeah. maybe he's like, um, uh, uh, I'm going to try and punch up this bit uh, live <laughs> on the show. Please. So it's going to be really good. And okay, once I'm finished it. just saying this part, then I'm going to be ready to start doing what he should have done. It would yep. be really funny. Okay, you ready? So, as soon as I get to that point, it's going to be so good. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. Does anyone want a like a little one of those little warm towels? Uh. <laughs> I bet Angie needs one. Uh. Wait. Oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as easy as it looks. I know. <laughs> these guys make it seem like we have some new respect now. When you're watching these professional comedians, and that's what they are doing, these incredible comedy bits. Mm. You know, you think you could just get up there and take their place, but... As it turns out... No, it takes, no. takes something. Sometimes it takes <laughs> the art of surprise, mm-hmm. which uh, is what Scott with one T from Ballina achieved. Because <laughs> That's one way to put it. He simply decided to nude up and then mic drop. There's very mm. little that is funnier than a man unprovoked taking his clothes off <laughs> in front of you. When nobody's asked. Yes. Uh, I got an email today from... Louis C.K. Oh, boy. <laughs> I did not realize I was on that mailing list. Mailing list. Oh, boy. <laughs> I swiftly removed myself. <laughs> Yikes. Kieran is the one who has it going on. He's a really natural storyteller. I think that him telling the story of last week's group date is definitely more fun than last week's group date in mm. its entirety. Mm. I do want to say, like, this is one of a handful of occasions in these two episodes where he is retreading that yeah. story, though. Yeah. And it's quite interesting that, like, he presents as someone who has lots and lots of things to say and lots of things going on. Mm. But also, the edit is just leaning really hard on, like, this is the most interesting thing that's ever happened to this guy. True, true, yeah. true. I was like, it was, I mean, we all already saw it. I mean, I guess that's interesting. So there's one uh, part in the next episode where Kieran's definitely set up to talk about that thing. Right. And then this is sort of like, if you were to tell your most interesting recent story. Sure. I can definitely understand how, like, getting naked in front of a bunch of dudes and the woman that you are trying to date mm. would be something that you would, would strike you as crowd-pleasing. Right, for sure. Yeah. But I almost feel like... In a slightly less obvious way than than how it comes up in the next episode, he is also kind of being set up to talk about it here as well. Right, true, true, true. In the sense that, like, he could talk about whatever he wants, but, like, that's the thing that just happened. That's definitely the thing, right. Mm. And so he has this great line, even within that, even as contrived as it is, he's still finding new angles, which I like. He has a great line about um, Angie looking at his naked body like he's a French delicacy, pause, pause, a snail. Which is great. <laughs> I think it's the closest anyone actually comes to like a setup punchline. It's comedic timing too. It's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah, the guy's funny. It was pretty good. Yeah. I love snail stuff. <laughs> <laughs> snail humor is more up your alley. <laughs> <laughs> or on your avenue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right? 
Um, <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah. yeah, I'm snatling up the wrong trail here, aren't I? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Finally, it is time for Tim. It's Tim time. He uh, has a good way of getting into what ultimately becomes a joke that he clearly already knew. Right. This is cheating, in my opinion. I agree. I almost feel like he, in the green room, was just like Googling jokes. <laughs> like he just <laughs> typed in joke into Google and he was like, oh, yeah, this will work. Yeah. yeah. Just replace the names with right. names of people I know. Right, exactly. It very Works. much was like um, a farmer, a butcher, and a priest walk into a bar mm-hmm. or some mm-hmm. shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wait, hang on, what happened? Uh, well, we're about to find out. Oh my Is gosh. that a real one? Or did you just... Yeah, just, yeah. I was like... That's comedy, baby. Yeah, wow. <laughs> this guy's just off the cuff. <laughs> Max Quinn, everybody. Hey. Ooh. Hey, this was fine, but I kind of think that it stopped being interesting a while ago, don't you? Which bit? The date. Oh, the whole comedy bit. Yeah. Yeah, mm. well, because the reason I watch it is for like the interactions, whereas this was like monologues. It was just like... Yeah. There was no real interactions except for seeing Angie laughing in, or not laughing in the crowd. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to see all the different dynamics usually. True. I think the issues I had with this were twofold. Mm. Firstly, I was upset that I was not there. Because <laughs> it was clearly filmed in Sydney at a at comedy, comedy venue I've been to yes. many times. Oh, really? And I'm, a, as a person who is publicly involved in the world of... Uh, Batchy and laughing at it. Where was your invite? Where was my invite? Yeah. Um, mm. The oh, other yeah. thing is like just in terms of the construction of this date, like it was pretty clear to me that none of them were doing very well. Like it was yeah. not super funny, but it was edited in such a way that it made it seem like they were all doing okay. Yeah. Like because they have to try and present this as a palatable product and seem like it went well and that kind of thing. They right. can't yeah. allow for it to be as awkward as I imagine it probably was. Yeah. 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 But There's... I mean that's like every stand up night. Full stop, right? Of course. Don't you think? Yes, definitely. But it's like in this environment, like we know that all these people are not funny. <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah, there's no like endearing quality to it because mm. even if you might not enjoy like a stand up, you're like oh, this is what they want to be doing. Right. And you're really just trying to support that. Yeah. yeah. Whereas these people didn't want to be doing this. Yeah. And the impression I got was just like, well, it turns out they're all naturally great at doing stand-up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, are they? Yeah. Anyone yeah. can do it. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Mm. So Angie was the most impressed by Kieran, who gets the extra time. And their conversation is positively lovely. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> They talk about their principles (laughs) and how much their family and their gay and trans friends mean to them. And then Kieran runs into some difficulty with the definition of the word siblings. Xavier, can you help us? I mean, I know what a sibling is, Mm -hmm. but I feel like so does he. Mm. This is my thing with him is like, sometimes I feel like it's... He's being very genuine, and sometimes I feel like he's like, "Oh wait, did I say that? Oh, I fucked it up!" Like just sort of <laughs> like a, an affectation, like, yeah. "Oh wait, do I mean the oh, oh bugger, blimey!" <laughs> like a little bit. Yeah. I, well, in this instance, I was like, "You know what you're talking about. You know what. You know what, mate." Oh no. <laughs> 
I actually looked it up just in case anyone is wondering. <laughs> right, yes. um, it is a unit of pronunciation having one vowel sound with or without surrounding consonants. Hold on, hold on a moment. Yep. Are you sure that's exactly what that is? I think that's what it said. Yeah. C- can you tell that to me again, please? Uh, a unit. Uh, can I do that again, please? Could you give it to me one more time, please? <laughs> a unit of pronunciation having one vowel sound with or without surrounding consonants. Is that syllable? It's all very charming. Uh, and then finally, they kiss. I think he even asks, can I kiss you? What a gentleman. Okay, yeah. Mm. I kind of like that. In doesn't, VO, hurt. doesn't hurt to ask. Yeah. Um, in VO, Kieran says that he's on cloud nine. And note, Jamie, that it took Kieran two dates and an extended amount of actual conversation to get to cloud nine. Mm. Uh, meanwhile, you took the elevator literally two minutes into night one. Yeah, the express mm. lift. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Jamie, the boys rev him up in the mansion yeah. about his not getting any alone time with Angie. Yeah. He says, a single date with Angie is all I think about. I wake up in the morning and think about it. I fall asleep thinking about it. Everything I do is geared towards it. Fuck's sake. Mm. That's very concerning to me. It is. Talk to me more about that, Danny. I just think throughout these two episodes that, like, the language he's using is really frightening. Yeah. For instance, I think it might be the next episode, but I'll still share it. I notice he says things like, I need to be intimate with Angie. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, no, that's your wish like you right. want to be right you don't need to be anything that mm. somebody else might not want and right. do you think that's like a language of control yeah yeah it's one of those it's one of those weird ones where uh i mean i shouldn't even say it's one of those weird ones it's one of those awful ones mm. where someone is projecting their own needs as universal needs mm. yeah exactly like there's no other side of it that like that might not be happening because of somebody else's thoughts on the matter precisely so now it's the producer's turn to rev Jamie up because Angie rocks up to the date in a fire truck. Can someone remind me of Jamie's profession? Does anyone on the show have anything to do with fire? Uh, it's interesting that there are three <laughs> men who have fire in the first syllable <laughs> Does of that their mean professions. that she asked the producers to look for firemen? Don't know. I wonder. Yeah, maybe. I mean, she clearly owns a fire truck, so it's something that she's interested <laughs> in. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird that she only drives in this one. Oh, this so. old thing. <laughs> yeah. That must be hard to park in Sydney. Oh. <laughs> All my Ferraris in the shop, so I guess I'm going to drive this old thing. Anyway, in VO, Tim says that Angie look hot, hot, hot. Direct quote. Look hot, hot, hot. Oh, uh, I get it. Yep. Because like of fire. fire. Oh. Yeah. That's actually quite funny and sophisticated where was this on the stand-up comedy night i know i know missed opportunity Mm. before angie steals ryan away for a single date now you'd have to think right this date is set up for one of the three fire boys on the fucking season right but instead it is dog boy's turn yes yes it's really weird yeah um apart i mean maybe apart from the fact that like they've already kind of done this it wouldn't be that novel for them or whatever um, but yeah, I hope she dresses up as a dog. <laughs> oh, is it going to be someone? Ev- she'll dress up as everyone's profession. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the missed opportunity about this date. Yeah, where's the fire station Dalmatian? Because oh. that's a thing. Yeah, it's also a good band name. Fire station Dalmatian. I'd do it. All right. 
That's pretty good. See if we can get that on Spotify quicker than mm. uh, Carpool. My right. Right? Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm getting out. there. I'm yeah. getting there. Are, are you really? Yeah, I'm trying. How's it going? Go, oh, it's fine. So, Danny, the problem is that I pro- promised on the podcast last week that I would put my EP from 2015 Carpool Tunnel Syndrome on the uh, internet, and I'm yet to do it. I believe oh. that you said you would do it by the time the next episode came out. It sounds like um, another little carrot to dangle to get people to join the Facebook group. <laughs> <laughs> people in the Facebook group have been quite vocal about it already. There we go. If you join, once they hit 150 likes, Max will share his carpal tunnel carpool? diagnosis. What? Uh, so, I, so this is separate. I have plantar fasciitis. You recall? Oh, yeah. My plantar fasciitis. Max has plantar fasciitis, everybody. Do you recall? Like Nicole Ritchie. Yeah. Um, the AOL series that Nicole Richie did. I'm just I just learned about this this week. Danny oh, showed it to so me. It's so hilarious. It's really funny. Nicole Richie goes to a rap content. studio and she raps about her plantar fasciitis. What is that? It's um baby thing. Uh, t- uh, that's a baby thing. It's that's a thing, her rap. Yeah. Where um you know this muscle that connects your like your heel to your toe? Sure. This one that's Of course like I here. know it and know what it's called. Yeah. That's your plantar fascia. But when you strain it, it's plantar fasciitis. <laughs> Max just says that he has it when that body part hurts, which <laughs> is not the same as having the actual <laughs> I'm thing. sick. Yeah. But you'll be like, oh, oh it's pain. pneumonia. And I'm like, <laughs> it doesn't automatically equate, you know? That is the one muscle that is required to upload stuff to Spotify as well. That's true. Yeah, yeah really so that's yeah. why he hasn't that's got to it yet. Yeah. So it's here that Angie reveals that... She and Ryan have been talking on social media for over a year. A year. Yeah. That's unfair, right? Do you feel like that's a long time to talk to someone? On social media? Yeah. Yeah, before they get flown into your bachelorette competition. I was just thinking how we spoke on the internet for 10 years. (laughs) Before before we went on a date. (laughs) So, we did actually end up going on a date, Danny. It's interesting. It was quite similar to the date that Angie and Ryan went on here. <laughs> nice segue. Yeah. Wait, um, did you guys have a, like, fire that caught... How's the caught fire? to avoid putting that album on there and admitting he doesn't have plantar fasciitis. <laughs> 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 this is your typical everyday put out a flaming car with an industrial strength hose date. That every couple goes on as they first start dating as part of our ongoing societal attempt to appease the all-Australian deity of all-encompassing flame and explosion, Nick the Honey Badger Cummins. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, do you remember when we went on our flaming car industrial strength, strength hose date? I do. Yeah, it was very cute, wasn't it? Was it was only 15 years into our <laughs> internet dating. <laughs> you look so cute in your neon yellow bucket helmet, though. Thank you. You know? looked so cute with oh. your foot brace for your plan of <laughs> We I finally got around to binging Neon Yellow Bucket Helmet on Netflix. <laughs> it's one of the greatest anime shows of all time. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good name for a band. It's true. We uh, built such a powerful bond, Danny, I thought on that date, forged in a mutual hatred of exploding fire death. You and I? Yeah. Yeah. That was, was really good. good. And then remember when you said, stone the flame and crow's honey. What a bloody drongo started this here barn burner of a flamethrower. That was when I knew. <laughs> I don't think I've ever said those phrases <laughs> before. But that actually rem- 
It's funny that you bring that up because it reminds me of the first date that I went on with my partner, Evie, uh-huh. which is when we lit a car on fire. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was so sweet. <laughs> was that during your fire twirling? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. It was an accident. <laughs> uh, anyway, do we find out anything about Ryan's personality on this date? Well, um, I can tell you one thing mm. is that he has a great, great, great clip where he says, let's not forget this is The Bachelorette, not let's go make friends with everyone in the house. That's really funny. It's my favorite thing yeah. that has At that point, I'm like, Ryan so actually maybe does have a personality. <laughs> maybe it's I the actually, best one there. I did think that was a good idea for a TV show, though. Yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> I, hey, everybody, let's, let's make go. friends in the house. <laughs> I want to watch that show. <laughs> I love it. It's easy to market. Yeah. Uh-huh. Maybe if they don't, if Channel 10 doesn't snap that up, I will. True. Yeah. Well, yeah, they've laid it out there for anyone to steal. So, yeah. you know, they better be working on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, we also learned that he is sweaty, which is a personality trait. If uh, I like I define myself that way. Yeah. Um, if that's not a personality trait, then I become like 20% less interesting. So. <laughs> I feel though that what is unique to them is their hands are sweaty. Sure. Yeah. Which I can relate to. Yeah, vomit on a sweater already. (laughs) Your hands. You're about to share something about your hands, sweet love. Oh, yeah, but now you've brought Eminem into that. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know about Eminem. Is he fine? I. Do you know? I don't know. Mm. Anyway, my hands and feet get very sweaty. Mm. It's Uh, really hard for my Pilates teacher. Yeah, is my... that what I'm called now? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Shout out to Ivan. He's a great Pilates teacher. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, my dancing teacher, Ivan, also has a hard time. <laughs> oh, no. It's not that man, by the way. <laughs> it's a different man. So what we find out about Ryan on this day is that he has had, like, some heart surgeries before. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yep. Um, the sweaty hands thing, which Andy makes a great joke about, where she's like, oh, think of our children. Oh, mm. which I really liked. Little sweat but babies. Other than that, like, and it's nothing against Ryan. I just kind of think what's happened is the same thing that's happened on Sophie Monk's season, where they've flown in the clear and obvious winner a few episodes in. So you reckon Ryan wins? Fucking A. Oh. No. I, I think Ryan think- is... Definitely the winner. I okay, like interesting. that man is a very nice man. Yeah, from what I can see. He seems but fine. I don't think that he's a good match for Angie. So she identifies him as a straighty one eighty. Um, <gasps> but she's so silly. I know. And yeah. Fun. And yeah. she's like, maybe that's the thing that I kind of need in my life. I d- so I don't know. I just think like it's a good thing to say in episode five. But yeah. It's not. Hopefully, she'll go with someone with a little more personality. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what Ryan's personality is like other than self-identifying as a dog dude, right? Mm. Um, Which, by the way, if we're to talk about the Aussie dog dude, think about how many people on their social media or Twitter or probably like Tinder bios who have like dog guy. Or love puppies yeah, yeah, yeah. or something. I just feel sorry for Dr. Harry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> he, he's the Australian he's dog the guy. Aussie that's dog right. Guy. He is the he's Aussie dog guy. Harry's practice. That man is an icon. You're absolutely right. Maybe it's only because Harry's practice also involves other animals. Yeah, he does everything. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, to his credit, rather than his disservice. That's right. Ryan mm. is like, cat, no thanks for some <laughs> fucking yeah. Whereas yeah. 
Dr. Harry also does birds. Right. Yep. Bunny Fish. rabbits. Yep. Guinea pigs. Lots of different ones, aren't mm-hmm. there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do, I reckon Dr. Harry wouldn't have that much trouble with a wild hog. He could probably handle a stack of them. I've been trying to get All Danny to listen to the... animals on Harry's practice. Anyway, it's Badgie oh, wait, Couch. Wait, just one second. Yeah, okay. Harry's practice for Badgie? I mean, oh. sorry, like Dr. Harry for Badgie? Yeah, is he single? <laughs> I would adore a mid-50s season of The Bachelor. Oh, he's more than mid-50s at this 80. point. He's definitely 80. Yeah. Oh, no. yeah. Let's or, unless you mean taking place in the mid-50s. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like this bloody show takes place in the mid-50s and it's bloody backwards bloody politics. Did you think that, like, you continued to age, but Dr. Harry Cooper (laughs) didn't? That's precisely what I thought. He's the Um, same age in my mind. Do you want to guess how old Dr. Harry is? (sighs) Well, I said mid-50s and I'll have to stick with it. Yeah. (laughs) I want to say, like, uh, let's give him, like, 75. He's exactly 75. Wow! I'm smart! Amazing. Wow, that feels good. Mm. Um, How can I monetize this? He, <laughs> oh, no, he split from his wife, Janine, in 2012. Oh, wow. my God. Wouldn't that be such a gimme? At 69? <laughs> At 69. He should have done it then and there. Should have yeah. been like, hey, I'm Harry, I'm 69, <laughs> and I'm looking for love. And he has an Order of Australia. Fuck. So he's a good That's man. That's huge. Yeah. That's from the Queen. So, yeah, Angie says that Ryan Maybe is... he and the Queen could find love. <laughs> what about some respect for Prince Philip, All right, I apologise to Philip. I absolutely refuse to give any respect to the name of Prince Philip. <laughs> I didn't say to his name. I just said <laughs> for the fact that he is not dead yet and they're still married. So, yeah, Angie definitely identifies Ryan as a bit of a straight man, but she then gives the best confessional of the season about it. She's talking about how... He would be a really supportive husband for her, even if she was like wild and crazy. <laughs> and she's like, oh, yeah, this pretending to be him. And she's like, that's my girl. <laughs> you pee in that bush. <laughs> it's true. Though. I really love He's that. He's a very kind man. Yeah. Sure. It's yeah. the vibe I get from mm. him. Yeah. Now it's cocktail party time again. And Jamie has something special planned. Oh, this is huge. It's a controlling monologue. Mm. <laughs> Okay, not what I was thinking about. <laughs> That's not what I meant by this is huge. That's actually very small. Nah, he says uh, it's a special present because, quote, he's swinging for his life. It's a pair of multicolored socks, everybody. Oh, fantastic. They were heinous. <laughs> <laughs> they are the most horrific socks I've ever seen on any person to date. Uh, they're so good. What would you do if I gave you a pair of socks like that? That colourful? Yeah. I mean, I just think socks are like underwear. They should be neutral colours. Right. Um, oh my God, you must hate me. <laughs> <laughs> I won't ask that question. Well, my current, these ones are quite standard, they're great. but yeah. um, I'm a coloured sock person. No, socks. With patterns uh, and all that. Here, I'll name some colours that are appropriate for socks to be. Please. White. Okay. Black. Yep. Sure. Grey. Mm. Sure. Nude. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what colour? Flesh tone. Oh, okay. oh it's much better. <laughs> Do you, you can't hear the word nude without laughing. <laughs> so it's happening right now. Well, Xavier can't hear the word nude and I can't hear the word flesh. So 
Okay, well, that concludes the colours. So. <laughs> a short list. So you Jamie just says. Tell they were made of polyester too. Mm. So what about like bright green with little pizza slices? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what about the um green and pink pair that I have with watermelons on them that go with my green and pink pair of shoes? Look, I don't love them, <laughs> but I do continue to wash them and hang them out and return them to you. So, what about what am I a great girlfriend or a great girlfriend? <laughs> What about like <laughs> slightly too small pair of socks that has bubbles from the Powerpuff Girls face on them, but so big that it takes up a whole sock. So when you put it on your foot, her face gets all squished out and looks really freaky. If <laughs> you Is asking that, for a friend. That's good, right? <laughs> yeah, I, hypothetically. No, <laughs> like I just... Born in Japan and people in Japan <laughs> tend to have smaller feet and I guess bodies than I do. <laughs> It's time to let those ones go, those socks. <gasps> wow. Yeah. You can thank them and pass them on. <laughs> <laughs> um, if those socks didn't end up, like, in the uh, the back of a producer's car, then, like, mm. I'll eat my hair. <laughs> <laughs> well, the interesting thing is that Jamie gives her the socks. Yeah. And then Angie goes... Master has presented Dobby with the sock. <laughs> Dobby is free. <laughs> and then she leaves the show. Yeah. And that's the end. And there's no more episodes anymore. <laughs> and Jamie's like, what the fuck what did, did I, I do? do? <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. All the other boys are like, fuck, he yeah. Dobbied the boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're all like, we should have thought of that. Stunning reference. Thank you. So, Jamie actually says, it's because you said on the group date that you didn't like your feet. And we smash cut at this time to Kieran, predicting the worst possible outcome for what Jamie could say. Being like, it's because you hate your feet. Boom. Sorted. <laughs> and then, it literally is. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jamie says, when you're having a bad day, you go and put these on. And, and you go to sleep. And you about how I told you. That yes, you're correct. Your feet are disgusting. <laughs> Put on these heinous socks. They need to be hidden by something. Somehow this will be better. <laughs> it was just an odd like interpretation of what to do when your partner, potential partner, mm. doesn't like a body part of mm. theirs. Mm. Suggesting to cover them up is not the way that I would go. Definitely Especially not. Especially with something that will call a lot of attention to them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And in a moment where you're like, hey, remember that body part you don't like? <laughs> <laughs> I figured Here, it out. It in rainbow. <laughs> it's a statement piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I've Angie... been thinking so much about the body part you told me you don't like. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, how can I, what can I do? All right. <laughs> Scratching my head thinking like. How can we get rid of it? <laughs> feet. What can we do? <laughs> Because you're right, and I respect your opinion. Disgusting feet. (laughs) (laughs) Gross, hideous. I respect you. (laughs) So, Angie and Confessional is very diplomatic about all of this. It's also the textbook way to receive a Christmas present that you don't want. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yes, I've been looking for a way to disguise my terrible feet that I hate. Yeah. Yeah, I'll wear those. I'll definitely wear those every day and do exactly as you say. Wear them to bed and feel loved and supported. Jamie, that's not creepy at all. Truly love receiving a gift and being like, 
this is how I will use this right. out loud. <laughs> I'll wear that. Nothing suspicious about that. <laughs> oh, this Love is going to be so good to put on my feet in between the feet and the shoes. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to really create like an insulating layer. That'll... It'll help wick away moisture. Right. And if it'll probably stop the shoes wearing down in quite the same way <laughs> as if I were to not wear them. Helps with odor. That's true. Um it's a Especially com- if you have disgusting feet. Yeah, like well. Angie does. <laughs> <Yeah>. Ooh. <laughs> Stop the um, crea- creating and providing an environment for fungus. <laughs> <laughs> so these will be great because I have a tendency to grow mushrooms in between my toes. Yeah. Well, she might. What are they? Let they, her be herself. Are they like funyuns? Uh, no, that's a different vegetable. <laughs> Funyips? No, that's a mythical. That's a, mm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's something else. That's a word, like a part of a word with or without consonants surrounding the other side. I'm going to keep going. I um, think you should cut off. I agree. Oof. I don't want to be saying the word bunion <laughs> in public. So Ryan now steals Angie away for some more time, fresh off his single date, mind you. And this fires the boys up. They say he's sketchy and standoffish. Some of the boys don't think it's very fair. Mm. Now, what do you think? I'm finding it hard to discern what I think with Ryan because we're not given a chance to really know what his personality is at this point. Mm. Like we're being told through the eyes of Angie that he might be at a bit of a, like a straight man, which is TV code for boring. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But then also, so much of their getting to know you interactivity has been done off camera. Mm. Don't you reckon? Like, they have been talking for a year on social media. Oh, so, right. all of their it's conversations. Like contextualizing, but we haven't mm. seen it. Right. There's all of this contextual information that has been traded on Instagram for 12 months. Mm. This is a big problem I have yeah. with the Ryan storyline is that we just don't really understand the depth or complexity of their relationship yeah or the attraction right well i mean yeah um but like apart from hearing that they've known each other on on social media for a year yeah like that can mean so many different things right are they kind of just mutuals do they message each other every day yeah right yeah yeah a huge like realm of complexity to Mm. to the kinds of uh relationships that people can have online totally it's a real spectrum right Mm. yeah So, Ryan says, I don't think it's unfair for me to spend time with Angie at any opportunity to arises. And then he gives this this quote that you were saying, Zave. Let's not forget this is The Bachelorette, not let's go make friends with everyone in the house. Oh, right. That's quite a bit later. Scott says... uh, Which I think is a good name for it. Oh, we did. (laughs) Still good, though. Still Still good. good. (laughs) So, Scott says, there's also a little bit of respect between people to consider. And then Ryan fully commits he says i'm not here to make friends before admitting this is a quote also i'm going to rustle some feathers <laughs> ruffle yeah, i think he yeah. meant ruffle mm. so there's also some contention here between kieran and ryan he says i know you're not here to make friends but we all have made friends mm. and ryan says and that's the difference between us before kieran labels the whole thing bollocks and walks off. Mm. Mm. So now it is time for the rose ceremony. 
And it is time for a bombshell because three men will leave the house. Big. Jamie says, Angie loved my rainbow socks. It's clear that I made the biggest impression. And Tim says that if he was in Angie's shoes, he would chop four or five blokes tonight. Mm. So, Tom goes home. Tom, the airline pilot. Not funny enough. Not funny enough. Scott mm. goes home. Mm. Nooted up without being asked. With yeah. one T. Mm-hmm. Mm. With one T from Ballina. Mm. And Adam goes home. Anyone? Who's Adam? No. Adam was the deep sea diving guy. Oh, yeah. But we I only know that from, him. from looking him up before the show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, miraculously... <laughs> Glenn is saved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, mm. this is wild, right? Yeah. Let me say to you, Glenn was on the group date. Right. The stand-up comedy group date. Yeah. We didn't see so much as a peep. Mm. Poor Glenn. Poor Glenn. It must Glenn. be hard to be an adult named Glenn. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> These days. I learned a little bit about Glenn, but I'm going to save it. Okay, fair enough. Well, oh it is gosh, time for us to I'm move excited. on. Mm-hmm. Isn't that a good little tease? Mm-hmm. Mm. Um. So I did the recap for this episode. Yes. Which episode is it? This is The Bachelorette Australia, Season 5, Episode 6. Let's go. I feel like I can't do that as low as I used to. The Bachelorette Australia, Season 5, Episode 6. The Bachelorette Australia, Season 5, Episode 6. She's done it. So much better than either of us. Yeah. I loved that one. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Felt like that was coming right from the diaphragm. My listeners have been waiting. Um, Jamie seems mega stoked to have received the first rose at the rose ceremony last night. Right. Um, although when we talked to Vanessa Sunshine, she said those are usually aired out of order. Yes. And generally you can't really use them as a metric to see what your chances are at all. Right. So it's interesting that he's really... <laughs> I didn't even know that and I kept repeating to Max when we were watching this mm. that I, I don't think that that means anything it doesn't matter right. yeah. yeah it's not in order of preference right. otherwise there wouldn't be a very interesting ending exactly. No, exactly yeah um osha arrives with a single date card and kieran says he is absolutely buzzing to find out that it's for him mm-hmm. cut to <laughs> kieran waiting by the water in sydney harbour he says he's absolutely buzzing <laughs> the single date um although the next shot is of a sign for shark island oh which seems like maybe not the place that you're going to take your Winnipeg. <laughs> it's like, I really love this guy. Like, I think we've got a really strong connection. I'm going to take him to Shark Island. <laughs> I'm going to take him to, like, Monster Bay. <laughs> Cannibal like, What about island. just a nice restaurant? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of uh, terrifying. We're going in a submarine. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Kieran talks a bit about how well-dressed he looks for the day. He's like, you know, really done himself up really yep. nicely. It's at this point that I realize how much I think Kieran is maybe doing a Noel Fielding impression. Oh, that's interesting. Where Who's like Noel Fielding? Is he friends with William Shatner? Yeah, they're best buds. Um, he's from the Mighty Boosh, um, no. a BBC comedy show. It was Never a very, very mm-hmm. big deal probably like 15 years ago. Yeah, like 2006. Yeah. Um, mm. It's like a big, funny British comedy. Um, Noel Fielding is sort of like an uh, a beautiful, weird, absurdist comedian from the UK. Mm. Can we Google him again? Sure. Because last time we figured out, I did know William Shatner. That's true. Savie's just Googling. I think he's only known for The Mighty Boosh, though, really. And if that doesn't mean anything to you, I don't think you probably know. Oh, him. no. 
I saw him do stand-up once. No, I don't mm. know him, but that's all right. I'm sure he's had a successful career. Oh, he's doing wonderfully. I think he's on Great British Bake Off now. That's a real hit, that yeah. show. So yeah. that says something. That says a lot. Yeah, so I saw Noel Fielding do stand-up once. Mm. And the like real universal life truth that I took away from it was this confessional where he was like, confessional, God, what show are we watching? <laughs> um, <laughs> it was this part where w- he was like talking about how we were all bottles of milk. Right. And he sang this song about it that was like, I'm a bottle of milk, you're a bottle of milk, we're all bottles of milk, but we're living in separate glasses. Mm. And I was like, wow. That's deep. Yeah, that's some deep shit from Noel Fielding. I think Is Noel that just because you love milk? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I think Noel Fielding and Kieran have a similar sort of like fast-paced Zany. sort of patter. Yes. And patter is, is good. Yeah. yeah. And also they both playing a character which is very like looks focused yeah True. very like hair focused and stuff like mm-hmm. that um anyway um angie pulls up in a speedboat and says that she wants to get his hair messed up put him in a waterproof poncho and you know see how he likes that i'm kind of into that idea <laughs> yeah get him yeah, out of the comfort zone fun date. um they go on the boat it's a boat date they do all the boat stuff uh, they both do quite a bit of swearing, and Angie says, these are not the facials that Kieran's used to getting. Lol. <laughs> okay. Um, back on land, they arrive at a Mustang, um, and Angie asks, the, not the horse, the car. It's not, is they don't, isn't there a Mustang a horse? Oh, uh, I didn't know. Well. I, know. I thought it was a restaurant. So. Is it? No. You think of mustard? I'm thinking of mustard, carry on. Um, I personally think that we mustn't stain. Oh, dear. Um, Angie asks Kieran to drive them to their next destination, and Kieran says he is absolutely buzzing. (laughs) I love Kieran. Yeah. He's really good. Yeah, he's great. Back at the mansion, uh, Jamie tells the camera that Kieran is a one-trick pony. Uh, He's got one ang... Oh, sorry. No, I'm doing the wrong voice. (laughs) He's got, he's got one angle as the Joker, but Angie's going to start seeing straight through that soon. I'm still not talking about the Joker. <laughs> um, cut to Kieran and Angie at a batchy couch with a view of the CBD. They really didn't show us very much of the Mustang. I wonder how much money they had to pay to rent it. Right. It's on screen for like five seconds. True. Um, and you're driving it through the Sydney CBD. Yeah, it's not going to get to top speed. Or Kieran's like, let's see what this thing can do. And it's yeah. like, it can certainly Very get 60s. stuck in traffic <laughs> on yeah. the fucking Eastern distributor. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Angie wants to get to the bottom of Kieran's eccentric personality. Um, and so he starts opening up. He says uh, he had a bit of a wonky child. He had a bit of a wonky childhood um, <laughs> before coming to Australia. Uh, mm. They had no money. They grew up in a rough area. They uh, he moved schools a lot, mm. so it kind of makes sense that he is like taking the opportunity to make the most of his newfound confidence and his newfound stability and yeah, his new life in Australia too. Yeah, exactly. And like you know, when he's like you know, when I'm able to get things, like I'd get them, you know. um angie that for him yeah yeah this is a this is a good moment for him i think yeah um and and angie really appreciates it too she says she admires his confidence and um you know this vulnerability doesn't hurt either Mm. ocean Mm. ellie told us that it's all about confidence baby (laughs) and then they share a pash 
and Angie offers him a rose. Um, one thing I liked about this date is there are like two or three times that Angie couldn't resist doing an impression of his voice <laughs> because when I watch him on television, I am somewhat the same. Well, that is 90% of this podcast. <laughs> content at the yeah. moment. <laughs> so. I don't know if it's like, cause Angie is from Gogglebox and like, maybe she's just kind of can't switch that part of her off. Or right. Whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, or maybe it's like a really cute little thing that couples do, which is like, you know, take on little aspects of each other. And that that's kind true. Of, you know, I wonder if there's something yeah. going on there. Mm. Um, anyway, it's nice. Um, and then back at the mansion, Kieran still keeps quiet about whether or not he and Angie kissed. Oh yeah. Um, you know, the other boys are like, what happened? Did you go all the way? <laughs> Whatever. Did you get very far? And he's like, uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> the answer to the third question, though, is yes, a Mustang. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, I like that he didn't share that, though. Me too. I think it's a good trait yeah. on this show because it just always Keeps ends badly. Yeah. But he seems genuine. He doesn't seem like he's just saying that. It's not like a calculated thing of him being like, oh, who, uh, who knows? <laughs> yeah. But it also kind of keeps it special, right? You right. know what I mean? Like, I mean, you and I, Danny, didn't sort of like make a real conscious effort to post heaps about each other on social media when we first started dating mm. because it just like it keeps it between us. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. and that makes it more like private and more special. Yeah. Yeah. Angie meets the men at the mansion and reveals that she has brought her parents along yes. for the group date. Angie tells the group that they will have a family roast today, and I get really excited. <laughs> I'm like, we're going to do some mean, humorous some jokes. Some more comedy. Yeah, yes. exactly. Another Potatoes and all that. Well, I mean, I think that's what it turns out to be, is like the food, the food type. Even though Angie's a vego, so I'm not actually sure what they're roasting. Pumpkin. Do you see any? Uh, no. Oh, you're just saying that because it's our Halloween episode. <laughs> Maybe um, we should go to the restaurant, ooh. Danny, where I got that um, pumpkin gnocchi again soon. Oh, this is a hilarious tale. So, you ready for this? We okay. went to a because restaurant. Because so far it sounds like maybe it's not actually. Mm. No, it's hilarious. Okay. Do you want to tell it? Sure. Okay, but make sure you make it funny. All right, thank Was you. Was there poo in it? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> so, we went to a restaurant. And on the menu was this dish that said pun pricking gnocchi. <laughs> and I was like, look, I don't like pumpkin, but I'm interested as to what pun pricking might be because it <laughs> sounds vaguely like it might be Thai food. Like okay. I like pad pricking, for example, okay. as a Thai dish. Mm -hmm. And so... <laughs> it's just another P word you've heard of. <laughs> it was, so it's an Italian restaurant also, and I don't know why I got that confused about mm. it. No, mm. that's fine. Yeah. yeah. And so I asked the uh, the waitress, and she was like, oh, it's a tomato dish. Oh. And I was like, hello. And I said, oh, we just thought it was pumpkin spelt wrong. <laughs> and she was like, no, it's definitely a tomato dish. Okay, right. And so... Max ordered it. I ordered it, went away, came back, and I definitely was served a pumpkin gnocchi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pumpkin gnocchi. <laughs> it and was I, orange. Yeah. And I took one bite of it and I was like, this is definitely pumpkin gnocchi. <laughs> Which Max hates. Which I don't like at right. all. Yeah. And it was also the kind of place where you sort of had to put your hand up a little bit and, and wait for someone to come and... Um... <laughs> it was a school cafeteria. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't. Yeah. So they came over and I was like, hey, I'm so sorry, but... It was a different server yeah. that came over. That bit's important. Yeah. <laughs> Another server has 
told me that this is was not pumpkin gnocchi, but um, as you can see, it very clearly is. Mm. Um, even though what has happened is that she was told me that it was tomato based, and on the <laughs> menu it spelled pun pricking. <laughs> and he was like, he just looked at me like I was the biggest idiot in the world for getting that, like for looking at that typo, yeah. thinking that it might not be tom- like might not be pumpkin. And then trusting the opinion of someone else that it wasn't. <laughs> he was mad at us, even though it was his server that told us it was. It was just misspelt pumpkin. So we only eat from learned. that restaurant on Uber Eats now. That's right. right yeah. yeah. Safer. Um, being vego. Yes. I'm. I don't eat meat. Yeah. And being vego. When there's like a family roast, roast yeah. going on, it's normally not the best thing. Oh, totally. It's you've like obviously got a big. Sl- it's all centered around a big slab of meat. Yeah, it's and like then New you Year's get Eve without the fireworks. Right, you get like <laughs> essentially like some mashed potatoes, maybe or some peas or something. Totes, understand? Oh, no. Like I don't eat meat. My family's normally pretty good with it. It's, I've been that way for a while, and they're yeah. quite good about it. Although. Um, this oh, last Christmas, like mm. uh, eighteen months ago or whatever, yeah, um, I found out that my uncle had secretly messaged my mum to ask where the tofu was vegan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. It's very nice. How lovely Are you is that? that? No, of course not. Yeah, no. it was. Oh. I think pan fried. Um, <laughs> so it wasn't really. Was it? Well, yeah. But there was something other than potato. Oh, it was very thoughtful. It yeah. was plenty to eat. It was good. Half the men go with Angie's dad. And he has a set of palm cards with questions with which to grill the boys. Do you know the name of this game? Yeah, I do. The, the game is called Truth or Pass. Ah. And Marcos breaks down the rules. Truth or scowl. Mm. <laughs> um, the rules go like this. When I ask a question, you've got to tell the absolute truth. Question. Truth. Question. Truth. <laughs> Wait, Thanks. I don't get it. Well, it's like at a concert or something. Oh, <laughs> that was good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as the name implies, they also have the option to pass. So it's a game in which you must tell the absolute truth unless you don't feel don't like it. Want to. <laughs> but then they, isn't it obvious if it's false if you pass? But it's not a true or false question. It's like, <laughs> it's not a yes, no answer. It is like, it's you can tell me the absolute truth, truth or, or you can not do that. That's fine too. To. Yeah, it's one of the two options. I also love, because they often try to soften the fact that it's quite clearly so prepared. Mm. Yes. But mm. this guy's just got palm cards. Yeah. <laughs> like, he was like, you're going to have to supply some yeah. palm <laughs> He's like, I'm not memorizing this. No, I've got a job. <laughs> <These> four questions. <laughs> I've got to put a roast on. Yeah. <laughs> so he's reading this palm cards. It's like, Tim, do you see a future with Angie? And Tim's like, yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I Pass. do. And I'm comfortable answering that question. <laughs> Kieran is asked, have you ever been naked in public? And then instead of passing, <laughs> which it's quite clear that he could do, or even instead of perhaps just saying, well, yeah, one time I was. Yeah. He instead it's very says, specific. yes, it was about one week ago. I was completely naked in front of your daughter. She made lots of comments about the size of my dick. <laughs> Her best friend was also there. And also all of the other men that you'll be meeting today were also there looking at it. I'm surprised you weren't there. You were, you were invited. Oh, dear. Um, 
Colin is asked who should Angie steer clear of and why, and lest the eventual winner of the show be seen as a villain, uh, we instead get an answer from everyone. Um, Colin's going to win. Colin's my winner pick. No. Yeah, Colin wins. I'm sorry. Um, The men all collectively say Jamie is the one to look out for. Interesting. We cut to Jamie's chat with Angie's mum. look out for, like, quite literally. Yeah, like, literally, <laughs> like, like... Something bad might happen that you right. don't want to happen. Yeah, right. Angie should not be talking to him at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not look out for him, like, oh, he could come through and win. Not yeah. the one to watch, no. <laughs> no, yeah. The one to pay one to serious watch yeah. attention to. Keep an eye on, yeah. Um, we cut to Jamie's chat with Angie's mum. And he says she lights up a room. She radiates positive energy and he gets this like loopy weirdo music and he's doing some sort of loopy weirdo face stuff. Um, Sorry. I was just showing Max how sweaty my hair. Oh, yeah, yeah, but mine too also. And we high-fived and then I think we both sort of like Stuck swiped. Um, Sorry, Zay. It's all right. It's okay. hard being... No, it's a thrill. Three of us. <laughs> Um, we cut to Jamie's chat with Angie's mum. He says she lights up a room. She radiates positive energy. I almost feel like this chat is actually going okay. Yeah. And Until she's like, oh, so you have spent time alone with her. And he's like, no. Well, no, not really. <laughs> yeah. And he's, but he's getting this like real like loopy crazy pants music. And this is where I start feeling a little bit bad for the guy. No, yeah. that's true. Yeah. yeah. So there's part of this that is like... A bullying narrative on mm. the part of the show because he's being shown as like clueless mm. you know they're presenting him as completely tone deaf mm. yeah but there's also no denying that he said the things that he said sure so like the portrayal while um maybe not warranted mm. Is at least accurate, I guess. I, well, I feel like there's yeah. there's a bit of a difference between narrative Jamie and real Jamie. Yeah. But the thing, like that I pointed out earlier, like saying I need to be intimate with Angie. Yeah. Like, I just want to. I just wonder what they asked him. Yeah. Right. To lead him to that, because I that think that's is the like thing. Is that that's that's yeah. I feel like everyone would be like, I want to win. And yeah. Mm. I, a single date but like i need to be intimate with is like very yeah very specific yeah and there's more of it later yeah there there is this like you get this sort of sort of sense of entitlement with him right and and possessiveness which is which is really uncomfortable and something that sort of needs to be addressed but i do feel like a lot of the things that the show is focusing on as things that are wrong with him don't have much to do with that right yeah that's true and and i do feel like despite the fact that he is making some bad choices and making some bad statements. He also appears to me to be like one of the more vulnerable people there. That's um, also true. And, and certainly vulnerable to, uh, manipulation. Yeah. You know, in, in terms of reality TV and making people look worse. And, mm. um, yeah, I guess that's kind of how a little bit like how we felt about Jared. Sometimes it was yeah. hard. This is sort of oh, like, it's, yeah. it's like, uh, we're getting a second go at a Jared kind of character, mm. right? Mm. Where y- you're, not supposed to feel necessarily sorry for them because they're saying and doing the things that they're doing, but mm. then also there's so much complexity to who they are yeah. and so much that you want to like psychoanalyze and ask the question why about, yeah, you know, and how, and when you start to do that, the issue of responsibility does arise mm. because mm. you're sort of like, well, 
how much of what we're seeing is as a direct result of sheer manipulation mm. and how much of it is the genuine intent of this person. Mm. And neither of those things are particularly good. And yeah. I feel like the show is given this opportunity or is put in this, uh, you know, maybe it's a responsibility like to comment on the behavior that is really troublesome here. Yeah. But instead it's focusing on other elements and it's yeah. sort of splicing in bits of dialogue where it makes it seem like he, he has brought up getting the first rose at the rose ceremony again here. Yeah. And I like, see what you mean. Like, I just don't think, you know, like we could be talking more about the actual behavior that he has with Angie instead of just being like, look at this funny face he made or this, you know, like, yeah, he's got this weird, like glazed over look a lot of the time. And a lot of these shots that they've chosen. Right. Um, because I think they just want us to think that he's a kook. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I totally understand that. That's a really interesting um, point. But it is interesting to me that at the same time where like the balance that we're, we're given and what we hope for on this show is like an accurate and balanced portrayal of these people. Mm. Mm. The way that we balance out that he's a kook is with look at all this insidious and dangerous behavior. Right. And yeah. there is... Um, you know, as much as the um, non-verbal is being given to, ha, look at this bloke, mm. Mm. the verbal very much and particularly speaks to a reflection of behaviours that aren't necessarily accept acceptable. Yeah. 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 Um, there's also a bit with Ryan um, where the men don't trust him because he was an intruder. Oh, yeah. Uh, and because he has this, like, back history with Angie on social media. I do feel like both of those things are pretty underdeveloped right? Um, in, in the narrative of the show. Like, for starters, like, the intruder thing, like, he kind of appeared, what, like, maybe one week late or something? Yeah. And for no real... Week two, episode we, three. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and for no real reason. Like, mm. they, they sometimes have this intruders versus originals thing, which, like, as boring as it is, at least is generally a bit more easy to process. Yeah, I mean, maybe because they arrive the in multiples. Right, exactly. Because you will have a team of them and you'll be like, oh, who do I side with or whatever. Right. Whereas in this instance, we don't really know why he's there. We don't really know why he showed up late. It doesn't yeah. feel like they didn't make it like an intruders episode or anything. Yeah. He just kind of rocked up on a group day and it was like, maybe he just had some commitments and couldn't start shooting yet or whatever. Right. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's really odd and it definitely feeds into, well, I think Ryan's the winner and it feeds into this thing where I feel like, it got a week and a half into the show and she was like, none of these men are what I want. Yeah. Mate, you know, oh, I, this right. is entire hypothesis and this is what I think happened with Sophie Monk too, mm. where it's like, do you can we just bring in this person? Do you think that happens? Well, like I, or is, yeah, that's interesting. I'm speculating and yeah. I want to be clear about that, but yes, that's sort of like how I am feeling about it right now. Mm. And I just feel like, um, we're bringing in for the second time and it is because I'm, very, very much informed by what happened with Sophie's season and, you know, Stu Laundy being flown in halfway through to be the winner. Mm. It, it just feels like that's what's happening again. Mm. And I'm having a hard time looking past that. In this hypothetical, yes, she would be like, I don't like anyone. I'm afraid I'm not going to be able to choose anyone. And then they would say to her, is there anyone you know of that we could get on the show? Something like that. Mm. That's Some like the version of that. Yeah. That you're. That I'm raising. Yeah, because obviously <laughs> they have to make a product for a TV show. Mm. Right. And is there anyone that you existingly maybe like or connect with? I'm throwing it out there, totally speculating. Mm. But that's sort of like how I feel about it based on what we've seen before. Yeah. Mm. It's true that that's. Is it Stu? Yeah. Arrived 
in the same way. Like yeah. convenient. Yeah. yeah. On a grip date. I feel like flown in on a helicopter. Given that that <laughs> happened last year, <laughs> I feel like the producers would be more reluctant. So funny. That just sounds so funny. Like just talking about it. It didn't <laughs> seem that weird at the time, but yeah, it's yep. kind of weird. <laughs> I do feel like given that that happened last year, yeah. I feel like the producers would be somewhat more reluctant to accept that that was what was going to happen. Right. And I feel like they would probably be trying to push her more in the direction of some of these men, like give them another chance, like yeah. early days, like, you know, maybe, or maybe it doesn't have to last that long or whatever. Like, right. Or maybe she was like, guys, I really don't like firefighters. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where like, you got this. Oh dear. <laughs> like, that's really all we had. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> 47% of the people on the show. Yeah. Like, big, true. They have this whiteboard with like list of things Angie's looking for. They cross <laughs> off firefighters and then they're like, wait, there's nothing else. On yeah. <laughs> like, there's so, Glenn. Oh yeah. no, he's gone. Oh, Glenn's yeah. gone too. Like literally at this point, 33% of the cast are firefighters. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you were always better at math than me. Uh, and then, yeah. And then the other thing about Ryan is that they have this thing on social media that I think is still kind of pretty clear and undefined. Yeah. Um, mm. like we've kind of talked about it before, but it's like, maybe Ryan is just watching channel 10. Yeah, totally. And like, she's pretty inescapable on channel 10. She's on True. like three different shows or <laughs> whatever. And like Angie, maybe she's just following the Aussie dog guy because he's the only Aussie dog guy. Yeah, fair. Apart from maybe Harry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But Ryan tells Angie. Harry doesn't have Instagram, I don't think. True. Oh, we should find out. Down Do you reckon we could get him on the pod? Harry, Dr. Harry. Yeah, Cougar. Dr. Harry on the pod. Do it. As Interesting. A, you know, dog <laughs> whisperer. <laughs> Next time they'll, and they will do it. Another mm. dog challenge. Mm. Yeah. Or we'll relevant, out. like if he makes it, they'll go to his house and he'll have like 55 dogs <laughs> just hanging around. Maybe we can get Dr. Harry on then. Yes. Talk about the body language between... The doggy Ryan language. The dog. <laughs> doggy language. Uh, Ryan tells Angie's mom that he is 100% here to get to know her. He wouldn't do the show if it wasn't her, which I guess does kind of lend some credence to the fact that... He already knew. Yeah, mm. exactly. He's not interested in The Bachelorette, but he's interested in Angie because they have this pre-existing thing of some kind. At least his narrative is like genuine. Because sure. that's what he's saying. Like yeah. He's only there for her and all of that. So that's comforting. Yeah. yeah. And Angie's mom seems to really connect with him and, and with that story. Like I imagine when it comes down to the sort of pointy end of the season, if there's another chance to meet the parents or whatever, he will be a favorite. Right. You know, mm -hmm. like this feels like a hint being dropped that like maybe he's in the final two and it's like, oh, well, we know him. He's great. He's the dog guy. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and here's the other thing. His mom already knows who Ryan is. Right. Right. Like there's this chat here where, uh, have, have you got notes about this? Not really. So... Angie's mum is like, well, obviously, you know, we uh, know who you are because of, you know, you're the dog guy on Instagram. Right. And Ryan's like, okay, cool. Well, clearly Angie's mum has talked about me. Yeah. And so for you to be such a significant point in someone's life mm. that they have discussed you with your mum as like maybe a romantic hopeful mm. and mm. when they show up on The Bachelorette, the mum's like, cool, that makes sense. Yeah. It just like, for me, it's very, very illuminating. Yeah. Well, uh, Angie gets all the scoops from her parents. Um, Dad likes Carlin if uh, if Angie's ready to settle down, or maybe Kieran if she's not ready just yet. Right. But steer clear of Tim, who's too in your face. Liked this. Um, yeah. I mean, he's he, like, you'd drive you crazy at the yeah. dinner table, and he kind of would. Yeah, he kind of. I liked him a lot. I liked him to a, to an extent, but 
at the same time, I think he's you know he's very very complex, and maybe that would end up being too much. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the guys don't trust Ryan. Intruder alert. Yeah. Uh, they don't trust Jamie. He's too intense. It's nothing too mind blowing. Yeah, guess. yeah, yeah. Um, also, Alex, Hayden, and Matt were on the date. <laughs> <laughs> I spotted them for the first time in like the last shot. I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, Alex is still here, which really surprised me. Yeah, yeah. Truly getting zero camera time. Um, cocktail party. Kieran's got this jacket on. Let's talk about it. What it's do we pretty think? fun. It's isn't pretty it? good. Yeah, it's he just lot. knows how to it's make loud. a statement. Yeah, it was loud. Yeah, but I think he is loud enough that he. I know it makes it sense just, for him. I feel like. He's onto this good thing where like anything kind of suits his hair, yeah. Like, or like his hair makes anything kind of work, yeah. Because it like kind of offsets whatever crazy print he's wearing, yeah. That's this, true. Like, something else to look at of this like glorious hair, yeah. I think yeah. as long as he dresses up, that it really works, yes. But when he's appearing in more like casual clothing, it's like what? Yeah, the red poncho is not a good look for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But like he knows that, like he's he knows how to dress. I think. Right. Yeah. 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 I feel like he's like to the stylist. I'm good. Like I've yeah. got my own <laughs> For sure. Um, very Noel Fielding vibe. Sure. Um, Kieran tells Jamie that he said that Angie should steer clear of him. Uh huh. Um, saying that he thinks uh, Jamie's needy, and uh, also that he's quote so overly nice that it can be too much for some girls. Um, Jamie says, I've literally been thrown under a bus, Lol. which is not true. <laughs> um, but he also seems to really take it on board. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Yeah. Imagine that. That's a weird group date. Yeah, <laughs> the cocktail party, a bus is there. <laughs> One at a time. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jamie seems to really be affected by hearing this. Yeah. And it's mm. part of why I feel like he's quite a vulnerable person in this situation. Right. Because... The opinions of the other men in the house clearly mean quite a bit to they him. They rattle him, yes. Yeah. And it seems like, not to sort of read too much into it or whatever, but like, I guess maybe if you haven't been around a lot of groups of men or whatever. He's or a firefighter other people. Well, oh, that's true. Yeah, I, I just wonder about like how much feedback like this he has had from other people. Yeah. Jamie rushes to steal Angie away first. Yeah. Um, which you would think would mean that he has a really good idea of what he wants to tell Angie. Right. Yeah. But it's been planned out. Right. Yeah. Cause he's like processed the things that took place on this group date and thought about what has come out about him and how he could adjust his behavior. Accordingly. Yeah, sure. Or, you know, how he could even explain, you know, how it wasn't. You know, maybe totally. misinter- yes. it was misinterpreted or whatever. Yes. It doesn't seem like he was that prepared for the conversation. <laughs> no. And he's clearly been really thrown off by Kieran, I think. Right. Like this thing that just happened, he's like kind of a bit frazzled by. Yeah. yeah. Um, Angie asks uh, whether he thinks that he is a stage five clinger, as the men have alleged. Mm. And he says it's partially true, but he takes it as a compliment. Quote, <sighs> like I'm almost too much of a good guy. Which is not something that any particularly good guys have ever said, I don't think. I don't think so. It's like in a job interview being like... (laughs) (laughs) My greatest weakness. Weakness is that I have no weakness. Yeah, or that I'm too committed to my work. (laughs) Sometimes I show up too early. I'm too easy to work with. Right. Yeah. 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 I have too many skills that fit the job description. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I might follow you home a a few too many nights, you know? Oh, boy. (laughs) 
Um, but he's that. but he starts really doubting himself, and he's like, maybe I do need a reality check. Maybe I am a bit needy, but I am here for genuine reasons. Mm. And like, it's just he's in a pretty vulnerable state. I I'm starting to be a bit worried about him, just oh. being in this environment. Yeah. Um, but then he's like, out of ten guys here, there's probably only like three genuine guys. Yeah. And like that's almost like he's like desperate, you know? Like yeah. he is sort of clink, like grabbing at something to make yeah. this okay. Well, you said earlier that he's swinging for the fences, and that's yeah a reflex- reflection of that. Yeah. Mm. And Angie is not lost on her. She's probably seen this kind of behavior from men before, right? Um, I'm sure all of us probably have. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. Um, Angie's like, rightfully, she's like, who are they then? Like. If you're going to say stuff like that, like, you have to back it up. Like, mm-hmm. tell me who and tell me why. Like, give me your reasons. Right. And she tells the camera, clearly, he's just not happy with how the chat's going. And it's really starting to peeve me off. She rules in this yeah. situation. Totally. She's got the right impression. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is, like, a good moment of, like, him actually being called on something. Totally. Um, yeah. I hope that it was clear in the moment as well. Yeah. Not just in that interview. Yeah. Um, that, like, Yeah. It's, it, 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 this is not what he needs to be doing. Right. Like, he needs to stop and take a moment to think about the situation and how he's coming across. And right. And the thing instead is... Instead of like, creating like, more snowball of allegations or whatever. Agreed. Yeah. And the way that he responds to that, as we uh, hear in the rose ceremony from Jamie and Confessional, is to not do that at all. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, it seems like the pressure of the show and the judgment of the other men, in combination with his own bad behavior and lack of sort of personal insight yeah, um, has really kind of negatively affected him. Yeah. And he is starting to kind of crumble up like under that weight, I think. Yeah. Um, Well, so this is the thing, right? Like we saw this on night one where he was crying as the the result of some accusation that mm, Jess made. mm. What we have said throughout this podcast is that he doesn't have a, a gray like color palette yeah you know he's black and he's white he's yeah. wrong and he's right mm. um we I fight we make up yeah exactly the whole thing we... cool. yeah mm. do you know what i mean though like mm. what we're hearing from jamie here makes total sense to me based on the characterization that we've received where like yeah it doesn't make sense that he's crying but all that we've seen of his emotional palette is that he is like all in or all out and mm. at the moment it's dawned on him that he's all out mm. Mm. Um, yeah, I do kind of just get the impression at this point that, like, he is not very well suited to this environment. Yeah. And, like, it makes me think that both for the well-being and happiness and potential romantic future of Angie, he shouldn't really be there. But also, like, for his own, like, I mean, I hope that he finds this a learning experience, but also, like, it seems like it may be doing more damage to him than, than would, you know, like if he is going to learn to be a better person, make better choices and behavior and changes within himself and that kind of thing, like this almost feels like it will damage that. Well, he's being given opportunities to learn at every turn, Mm. right? And he's consistently making the wrong choice. Mm. And that's why I don't feel as sorry for him as uh, maybe I did for Jared, who Mm. at certain times just seemed like he was getting bullied, you know? And like, yes, he was saying... uh, stuff in confessional that appeared to be a bit uh blind or tone socially tone deaf mm. what we're seeing from jamie is like 
doubling down on the same mistakes and mm. doubling down on it in a way that feels harmful and controlling. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, well, the only real suspenseful element of this rose ceremony is whether Angie is ready to accept that Jamie should go home. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and unfortunately, she would rather dispense with another one of the completely faceless nobodies in the back row instead. Don't talk like that about Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about Glenn. What are some of your favorite things about Glenn? Yeah, can we all share our fondest Glenn memories? Our Glenn memories. memories. <laughs> Oh, there's too many. To <laughs> yeah, we've, the podcast has been going long enough. Yeah, yeah you're absolutely right. Um, well, as an act of commemoration, yeah, uh, I watched Glenn's stand-up set on Ten Play. Oh wow, or Glenn Play as it's now known. Now known. Yeah, out because, of respect. Right. <laughs> because they have uploaded all of the stand-up sets of all of the men. Which, oh wow. Um, I. Would recommend for anyone who really has too much time on that, like really has Is too much time on that. Is it actually all of the sets from yeah, yeah, start yeah. to finish? I mean, they're all like three minutes long. But like all yes, of they're them all up. without cutaways and mm, stuff. That's right. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Not worth it. <laughs> Did I watched... you do that last night while I... you ate pizza and shared a Pepsi <laughs> <laughs> for our tenth anniversary? <laughs> no, I watched like four or five of them, and I was like, I don't need to keep doing this. Yeah. This is really it's not providing a lot of. Like this won't take that long, but right. it takes way longer than it needs to. Really, it feels a lot longer than it was too. <laughs> um, but Glenn, yeah, Glenn's stand up set. Uh, it was not very funny. I'm pretty happy to let him go. It was yeah. like not horrible, but like he. Um, so he. Can you do a bit of? Do you recall? Well, I didn't write anything down, but like mm. he. Um, I learned this during his set. He has a twin brother. Oh, wow. They look the same. Yep. Um, his twin brother, he's like, oh, something about how we date. And some, you know. Yeah. And he's like, but my twin brother is gay. And that's funny. Oh. <laughs> and oh. so his set is kind of like, oh. I'll get my gay twin brother to go talk up a girl. And then I'll, like, it's like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, boy. Like, it's like, ooh. <laughs> like, really. Glenn. Yeah. I think oh. it's probably nice to see Glenn leave now. Yeah. Oh boy. And Glad like, I don't know. Glenn. Maybe... Glenn's probably lucky that didn't make it onto the television. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not like truly Only horrifying. Only the other four people that watched <laughs> 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 yeah. You have to wonder, <laughs> who else is this for? <laughs> and like, I'm you sure the, the gay brother. <laughs> you assume your girlfriend had to sit next to it. No, I just <laughs> sit I did this it in all. silence. <laughs> On my own, in isolation. Subtitles. <laughs> um, I assume the gay brother is probably fine with it. I, yeah. I'm sure, like, this joke has come up between them before or something. Yeah. A little, little bit uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. So the only other thing that I want to touch on in the rose ceremony is what we hear from Jamie, uh -huh. where he says, the boys have made the biggest mistake. Yes. They're going to have to pay for this. Yes. There's, like... Truly, like serial killer music and like knife sharpening noises, and then and, like, like a ticking clock. Cut. Yeah, yeah, and his like weird, like scary, like resting on his face thing. And the commentary says, "quote No one's safe. They're all going to pay the price." And at this point, I'm like, "This is completely over the top. <laughs> this is so way too put much." That too though, like if we're giving him the benefit of the doubt, what could he be talking about? Like, did they all go out for dinner and they owe him a cup? <laughs> 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 like, I'm trying to understand why else he would say such no a thing. No one's safe. I mean, I feel like what the only doing? reason, not uh, you know, it's uh, uh, it provides some level of entertainment when they do like sport dates or competition dates or whatever. Sure, but I feel like. Probably secretly the reason that they do that is because three quarters of the things that people say in a sport setting, if you remove it from that setting and put it here, 
will sound like like you know being competitive within sports is accepted in that context yeah and then being competitive about your romantic pursuit of somebody yeah is like that's how they talk to fire like, we're going to really pay for this. <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe that's how... You know. You're going to pay the price. Get them put out yeah. by me. <laughs> um, interesting point from friend of the podcast, Dave McCarthy, this week as well on socials, yep. who pointed out that maybe some of the tension that arises between Hayden, who is a firefighter, and Jamie, who is more of like a... Um, like rather than a state fire- firefighter, which Hayden is, Jamie's like a private firefighter right. that you can hire for companies. And maybe the, some of the tension that we've seen comes from... Because Jamie there. is really like, I am an Australian hero. Yeah. I put out the fires that threaten this great nation <laughs> and this beautiful landscape. Yeah, uh, whereas really he's actually being just like contracted by private companies to mm, to mm. do that which i think is like maybe there's some tension within those two industries about people who are and Hayden actually in the service is not making a big deal out of how he's a fire guy no whatever. like i didn't even really clock that there you go although hayden is not making a big deal out of we're anything. not making yeah we're not Who's blocking hayden, hayden. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out when he leaves the show in the next week <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh yeah so i don't know next week the jamie thing's gonna build to a head yep uh god can't wait um and that'll do it for this week's episode. <laughs> That's it, right? Yeah, of yeah. the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, Danielle Gay. You're welcome. How Thanks can our listeners find me. you if they are interested to? Oh, at Danielle underscore Gay. On Instagram? On Instagram. Great. And what's your LinkedIn? My name. Oh. <laughs> That's a good choice, actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well done. Did you it's take that? It's actually Glenn from the Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> it's confusing. Did you it's a take fan the, uh... page. Did you take the idea of posting your own name on social media for Max? <laughs> yeah. uh, funny. <laughs> no, just Instagram is fine. LinkedIn's, it's hard to moderate all the different pages. Oh, sure. mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. Um, we, in fact, did come here to make friends, though, Xavier. Would That's you like right. to tell us about that? Well, yeah. I mean, you can find us on whatever social media you happen to like, uh, at BOHpod, be it Instagram, be it Twitter. B is absolutely buzzing. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have LinkedIn? <laughs> mm. I'm actually not sure. Mm. I feel like there may be a LinkedIn, but please do not contact me there. Because, uh, <laughs> You've forgotten the password. Don't know the password. Yeah. <laughs> but if you want to link yourself in, in. You is go. this scripted? This bit, or are no. you just doing it with the cup? <laughs> this, is, this is my improv set. Um, <laughs> it's pretty good. It's better than Glenn's. Thanks so yeah. much. Yeah. yeah. Um, you can find me and my gay twin brother <laughs> on the Max. Um, no, Max isn't my gay twin brother. Um, you can find us on our new Facebook group, which we mentioned before. It's called Bachelor of Hearts Osh Posting. Um, come and hang out. It's a very nice space so far. I and promised <laughs> two teasers already on this. <laughs> yeah. Somebody I better update the page. Apparently, this we'll week. be uploading some stuff. I can't remember what it was. Sorry about that. I hope can't you wait. had a busy Love week. Love it. <laughs> Hey, thank you so much for listening, everybody. We'll be back with more of this nonsense next week. Cannot wait. We'll see you then. We love you. Goodbye. Oh, Xavier's oh, <laughs> pulled his microphone out. Oops. Um, is not goodbye. Pleased. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.
I'm absolutely buzzing. <laughs> <laughs>